Welcome to the Enabling Effective Sales and Customer Experiences podcast. Each podcast is an open dialogue with leading experts across marketing, sales, and customer success. Each week, we discuss why from first contact to customer success, enablement and experience matters. And now, here is your host for today's session. Welcome all to today's podcast. My name is Craig Nelson. I'm going to be your host. With me today is Maury Rigaud, and and I'm really pleased to have Maury today because this is somebody that, despite the California sun, (laughs) has stayed focused on doing a whole lot of work in in your career, Maury. So first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I want to tell a little bit about Maury here before we get into the details and and the topic of the day here, because I I think this is pretty interesting stuff. Now, you've you've been out in the LA Hollywood area for a long time. You initially went out to make movies, and then you went into the sort of B2B video production world. But even along the way, you've managed to do some interesting things like write a book on an entrepreneurship. You have built a company that sold for quite a bit of money. If you could give the the listeners today some of that background or kind of give them a sense for where you're coming from. Sure. So I think think the most defining moment that I can tell about is roughly 15 years ago that changed the trajectory here. So 15 years ago, we had this dream event, right? The dream event is there's a, I was with the company, I was, you know, employee number 15 or so. And when we grew and grew and grew, and I was flying around, I'm doing marketing, business development, sort of the everything as, as we grew. So we're getting to this point, we're big, we're getting this rumor around that we're going to be purchased for a billion dollars. It'd make everybody in that room millionaires, multimillionaires. So we're going to meet the new head of the division comes walking in, we're all excited. We literally have champagne. And the guy walks in, his eyes are like black charcoal, you know, orbs just staring at us like he's a shark about to feed. What is going on here? He goes, I got three things to say to you. First, you got an opportunity on your hands. You got to take advantage of it. Second, you exceed your quota in the next quarter or I'm going to fire you. Hey, you managers out there, you think you're safe? Don't make your quota. I'm firing you too. That's it. He takes his little napkin that he had these notes on, crumples it up in a ball, walks out, points at a guy and says, meet me in the hallway. He went out there and he fired him. So it was real. <laughs> the opportunity was real. We ended up getting purchased. We ended up getting the, the $2 billion, roughly $2 billion for the company. It was amazing, but that was a tough, tough six months. We had just blown out every quota, every goal that we had made previously, and we had to do it again and again. So it was on this path and we were part of Cisco Systems. So what I did is I said, all right, the next step for me is going to go create my own company. I'm going to create cool things with good people. My motto here when we're hiring or even going with customers is OGP. It's only good people. I'm going to work with good people. I want to work with people that have passion for what they do. And and that was the ride. I was like, all right, what have I always wanted to do? I want to move to Hollywood. I want to go to, ever since I was a kid, I want to act or produce or direct. I didn't even know it was such a faraway thing. So I moved right here into Los Angeles and dove in and I started taking everybody out to lunch. What do you do? I have to tell me about it. Sounds great. Tell me more. Actors, directors, producers. I was like the free lunch guy (laughs) for a while. And then I dove in and started started doing, I started writing, I did stand-up comedy, I acted, and I found that behind the camera is actually where I was more comfortable, really enjoyed it. And so producing, and I ended up making, I produced two films, two feature films, you know, you know, released in theaters, one was at the Grumman's Chinese Theater, the, the big famous theater with the handprints out front, everybody from George Clooney to R2-D2 has their, their handprints out there. So that was one of our movies, and I'll keep going, if you don't mind. So what happened from there was 
you know, all of a sudden six years were gone. Six years it takes to make a, you know, a couple of films, sometimes even longer. I was like, I love the process, but I want to condense it. My attention span isn't that long. By the time the movies came out, I'm like, I've seen these a hundred times. I don't, I don't want to see it anymore. Maybe I can switch to commercials and help people and help brands tell stories that can't do it for themselves. And that was the switch that turned Rip Media Group on and the company that I have right now that's helping, you know, companies small and large. You know what, um, what I love about that background, and I appreciate you taking the time to do that, is that, you know, you, you went to a place where making movies is no small task and the level of expertise out there is so high, you had to up your game. Mm. And as you combine that, if you will, the professionalism of making great videos, independent of what the topic might be, combine that with telling great stories. That's and, right. and, and if we could, if we could talk a little bit about telling great stories, because it was your experience with that company that sold ultimately to Cisco yeah. that explained to you, right, during that moment of truth. I love that story too, because usually during those moments of truth, people kind of look within and say, what exactly do we have to do to move the needle? And I'm sure many listeners out there, whether you'd be a big company or small, you've had those moments of truth. And then suddenly you find yourself, how do we simplify our message? How do we tell a story? Can, can you give us a sense for how to do that from, from your experiences? So absolutely. So I didn't know what it was back then. I knew what I liked and what I didn't like. But since then, since I moved out here, I refined it literally into a rule book that I kind of keep in my, you know, my proverbial back pocket, you know what I mean? And so I have these rules that I can lay out, but I'll tell you the beginning of that was, you know, first I was with Lucent Technologies and, you know, Avias, Lucent Technologies, and then this small company called Geotel. They hand us, you know, white papers, PowerPoint decks, bullet points, and that was it. Go, go present, go sell. That's your thing. You're a necessary evil, literally is what the CEO told us. So we go out there and do these presentations. And after one, I said, this thing is just, I, I can't do, I can't deliver this. There's, there's no heart here. Nobody cares about this. It's just connectivity. And people don't buy connectivity. They buy benefits. We all know that as sales folks, but how can I change this? How can I change this into a story that people find interesting? So I started whipping stories into the presentation. And then I stopped using the presentation altogether. I would just stand there and tell stories and interact with the room of, you know, 20, 30 executives. And I'm a young kid at this point, but I'm doing it and they love it. And when my sales managers would come along, there's like, how about we fly out to Chicago, do it for my team out there? You know, how about uh, let's see, let's bring you to California? Let's, you know, so everybody started adopting my sort of presentation. I thought maybe I got something here. You know, this is great. I'm helping the company. It's all I cared about. But later I look back and wow, those case studies that I didn't call a case study. I just told them about Joe, who was in the same spot that you are, you know, Karen, and, you know, would go on about this story and it was relatable. So when I moved out here, I thought I can tell a story. I can do these things. Well, Hollywood does it different, but I looked at every, I read every book I could get my hands on. And I'm talking a lot of books, watched movies, went to these, uh, you know, kind of Q and A sessions with directors and producers and actors and that kind of thing. And I boiled it down to three areas. One is there's a story structure. I call it the epic story. That's my own thing. Everybody calls it three act structure or something else. Epic is the first step is you got to engage, right? Or be empathetic right off the bat got to relate to this person or they don't care. P, there's got to be a problem that you're going to overcome. I, what's the impact of either the problem or you solving the problem? And then C, what's the change or the call to action? And if you look through movies, two-hour movies, you're going to see that. EPIC, I get it. Here's a character I love. His name is, it could be Michael Corleone. It could be, you know, I mean, name, name a movie here. I don't know. Uh, do you want to name a movie? I can break it down if you want, or I can keep on going, but it, it follows the <laughs> format. So Epic works. There's right. five emotions that work. There's only five that really matter in commercials, explainer videos, founder story, your culture story. 
story, getting people to be hired. They want to be inspired. So you got to use this. So it's those five emotions. It's, it's, it's got to sizzle. It's got to be touching. It's got to be unique. It's got to be filled with funny or filled with fear. One or two of those will work. Sexy, touching, unique, funny, or fear. And then I got 10 rules, which are a little longer, but the 10 rules of story I have on my website. And you use those, you got the combination to make any story anytime. Now, you know, what's interesting is that um, none of this is ad hoc stuff, right? You don't just show up. You don't just start rattling off ideas, right? You have a system. Oh, yeah. You know, for me, uh, Maury, many years ago, I read the book from Neil Rackham, Spin Selling. It's yeah. an old school book, but you know what? You know, the S, the P, I'm thinking, all right, got all that. But it was the I, the implication and understanding the implication to the business that, that really turned, you know, us at the time within the company I was in uh, around in that we started telling stories that led to the I, because if we didn't get to the I, you know, we're just talking about situational things that really didn't matter, but, but you had a discipline. And, that, and that's what I liked about spin, right? Was that there was a discipline and you sound like you'd certainly have a discipline. And, and when I looked at your website initially, and, and I'll full disclosure with the audience here, we've done business with Rip Media. You guys produced a video for us, two minutes and 40 seconds. I think it's two minutes, 42 seconds, Maury. So I, so I know the video well. And in the, in the development process, there was a process, the things that you just mentioned. So as you're producing it for smaller firms like mine, or whether it be Ben and Jerry's, I love that video, by the way, the explainer video. Could, could you speak to a little bit the different kinds of videos? Because there are animated led characters, there are uh, white papers, one of my personal favorite. Uh, I should say whiteboard, uh, which yeah, whiteboard is one of my animation. personal uh, yeah. favorites. But but could you talk about the different kinds of videos? Yeah. So you got to start off with where do you need them? You know, everything's about solving a problem. You don't want a video just to have a video. You got to solve a problem. As we all know, you know, sort of through the sales world. So, you know, I think of everything as the funnel, right? The, the marketing funnel, the sales funnel. Is somebody getting to know us? Do we need them to get to trust us more? Or are we trying to get them to convert, right? Just really quick, top, middle, you know, bottom of funnel and what's story. You need the founder story. You need the vision story. You need to have product stories so people can understand. Once you understand what you need and what your customers really need, and you can solve that, then you take a look at what's going to look the best, right? What's going to engage my customers. So the different types are sort of different looks. If you're thinking about animation in the animation world, the first step when you start putting something together, a video together, whether it's live or animation, is called a storyboard. So you sit down with an artist or you have somebody that's a, a not artist like me that can do stick figures and a little better, you know, we start storyboarding it out. You know, we put the, you know, obviously you match it up with the script. But I looked at this storyboard back in 2008 and I was like, you know, the storyboard does a great job of telling a story. I mean, it is the story. This is going to be the whole movie. This is going to be the commercial. So we started coining the term whiteboard animation. And I just turned those storyboards into animated videos. And I did a couple of them. Customers loved it. The next year I did a hundred of them. So it was incredible. So it took off like a, a rocket and then it became very, very popular out there. So you see, you know, a character, you see a story really unfolding by an artist's hand. We have really, you know, we have professional artists that do this and create. So that's a whiteboard animation. Very fun, very cool. Think about being at the beach on a boardwalk and that kind of thing. And, you know, you stop and you glance at the, the person that's, you know, doing a caricature of somebody. It's always fun. It's always been fun. What's coming next? The next is, you know, kind of character animation. And that's more like what we grew up with, but can be much more advanced. Like, you know, what we grew up with, you know, Bugs Bunny and, you know, I have a Chuck Jones original on my on my wall over here of Bugs Bunny and you know the you know Elmer Fudd these guys those are characters and now we have Pixar movies so you know anything from you know I guess you know from Coco to, to Moana to Frozen I mean those are character animation character driven stories then there's motion graphics same kind of thing but you're going to take the character away and this is a little bit more corporate in look so it might be extremely you know attractive looking you know pie charts and graphs and things 
like that, but it has to tell a story. Again, that story structure has to be there no matter what it looks like. Motion graphic is basically, you know, the graphics coming to life. And then the enhanced version of that is 3D animation where you get your X, Y, Z axis. So as you can see that, uh, you know, moving on a flat plane, but then it comes at you or it revolves. You have a product explosion in slow motion. So you can see, you know, all the different angles and sides of things. And so that's basically, you know, whiteboard animation to character to motion graphic to 3D animation. And then you can mix them together and you can mix them together with live action too, which we do a lot of. Those are the sort of the categories. Does that, uh, does that help? It, it, it does help. And that is, I mean, some of us, when I, when I first entered into doing videos, particularly with your company, I was not aware of what was the opportunity. And I'm going to come back to something you said earlier, and that is the shelving of the PowerPoint, right? <laughs> Who doesn't want to walk away from reading bullets off a slide? Uh, first of all, your client does whether it be client digitally or the client person, right? Let's face it, another slide deck isn't what they're looking for. So what you were saying earlier was that get up and tell a story. And, and I think that, you know, the whiteboard uh, animation is, is a pretty great example of that, right? Because you're actually building it uh, no different than watching an artist on the beach, you know, create, in this case, a portrait of somebody or mm -hmm. something. You're, you're seeing it happen. Obviously, you accelerate that, right? That leads us to a big deal question, in my opinion here. And then that is for companies that are looking to scale and they're looking to use videos 24 by 7, buyers are online. We know that today, ton of studies about that. Those buyers aren't looking to go online to find another fact sheet, right? Tell, tell us a little bit about this idea of videos that do the selling for you and sort of some of the thinking behind that. I think you've already covered that part, actually. Just tell us about something that sells for you. So I actually have, you know, one of our landing pages says this, the salesperson that never sleeps. And that's video, right? You make a one-time investment if you do it with quality. If you follow those rules I just talked about, if you have a good look and it matches your brand and of course solves a problem for your customer, right? You got to you gotta needle that problem. You got to poke at it a little bit and then people will pay attention. That's going to take care of the top of funnel. That's going to take care of a lot of qualification that your salespeople are probably doing right now and probably wasting time. They're wasting time with what, 50% of the customers that really are not ever going to buy or now they can focus on the 50% that are really interested in what you do and what you have. So that's had big help to the salespeople. Middle of the funnel, you know, you can tell the stories with your sales folks and that's great. But we know that 70%, 70% of the buying cycle is done without sales teams now. They're looking around, they're shopping you, they're shopping your customers, they're looking on your website, they're looking up your videos. You have to have the assets there to help these folks. Again, I said it before and it's kind of an old term, but they got to get to know you, they got to like you, they have to trust you because their job is on the line if they're going to move forward, with you, right? They, you know, if you have a big decision and the stakes are high, which everybody listening to this probably has something that really matters. You're not just selling a, you know, a used watch, you know, or, you know right. that kind of thing. It's This is integrated technology. So it has to really matter. So they're going to look at the videos and you can walk them right through the customer journey, the buying journey with the videos that you have. They're going to look at your vision. They're going to look at the founding, the founder's story. Why is he passionate? And every one of the salespeople have to back it up. They have to know these stories. And to me, passion sells. You, they have to love what you're doing. And the better thing is they have to love the customer's problem and solving it for them. They have to love the customers. You have just kind of a hired gun salesperson. They're just doing it to sell. You know, they're going to flame out. They might come in strong, but they don't really care. So it's not going to work out. So to me, it's all about the passion and being there. And you can put all that, the best pieces 
in these videos and let these videos be there to augment and help the sales team sell for you. And the ROI is terrific. Yeah, I love the fact that you mentioned there, augment, right? I think that it's still prevalent today. People still buy from people, still buy from companies that are credible, and then they buy the product. And, you know, so how do you put that in a can, if you will, and be able to repeat it 24 by 7? Uh, Well, I appreciate our time here today, Maury, and and you spending time with us. What we'd love to do is to have you back in three or four months, kind of go a little deeper on this, this topic of storytelling that that was kind of the key part to our podcast today uh, doing it through videos and also today thanks for sharing your story because I think it helps to understand an individual's background and where they've come from you've run a successful company for over 15 years the whiteboard example was great because you know that just took off right 100 clients and so on you know the, these are the things that we want to hear about and we want to share with our listeners so again would love to have you back in about three or four months thank you I'd love to be here thank you all right fantastic uh, thanks listeners for being here today any questions you might have for me, you can find me on LinkedIn. Thank you very much.